Today we play golf. Let me show you how we do it in the pros. Welcome to Behind the Golf Brand Podcast. I never miss with the seven iron. A conversation with some of the most interesting innovators and entrepreneurs behind the biggest names in golf. My friends were the golf clubs. I lived on the golf course. I lived on the driving range. From pro talk. You should learn something from each and every single round you play. To fun from on and off the green. Why would you play golf if you don't play it for money? Just let me put the ball in a hole. This is Behind the Golf Brand Podcast with Paul Liberatore. What's up, guys? Paul from Golfers Authority. Welcome to Behind the Golf Brand Podcast. This week, I have a longtime friend of mine, Keenan Phillips from True Temper Sports. Keenan's been around. Keenan's been on a lot of podcasts. Keenan's cool. I was just telling Keenan earlier that like I was all excited because I heard him on a TXG podcast, and I was like, oh, I know we did podcasts with those guys, and or just a general, and I was like, oh, I need to get him on the show. Um, but True Temper, you guys know who they are. If you don't, you don't have probably good clubs um because true temper is in and like it's i i just tell keen is i'm like you guys are like gold standard man for a lot of stuff so like they make phenomenal shafts and it's not just like one shaft line or like one type of shaft like they make shafts from like you know iron shafts to hybrids to um to drivers um and then also they own a lot of companies too which is kind of cool because you just see a shaft company that will only have like oh we only own this this is we're just this company and with with true um i mean they have lots of companies under their belt so it's kind of cool to see a company like this and a lot of midwest values and you know south you know like i think it's cool so without further ado welcome to the show thank you thank you for having me yeah a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on for the true timber family and uh it's fun to fun to be able to make it all happen i guess what's funny is like you guys are a big company you know like people don't realize how big you guys are so what i guess kind of like what do you guys make i guess what sports are you in let me start there what sports are you guys in because i know it's not just golf yeah so we have our golf division uh which obviously i work in and so we have true temper as a brand project x acker and aerotech um so a really cool thing about that is, you know, we can kind of separate those brands. They all make specific types of products for specific players. Um, so that's a really cool uh, advantage we have, I guess, from, from that sense and from an R&D sense as well. Um, and then for other divisions, we have a baseball division that just got started about a year and a half ago. So that's anything I didn't from know that. T-ball bats all the way up to BB Core, which is high school college. Um so obviously being here in San Diego, which is where I'm located, this is our R&D facility for all of, uh, our composite materials. Um, so kind of being so end of, uh, you know, composite R&D, it just made sense to really expand those fields. That's where baseball came from. And also our hockey division. I mean, we've been making hockey sticks for 20 years. We used to make them for other companies that would brand them as their their own stick. Really? Um, I didn't know that. We did. So it got to the point where it was like, why, why are we doing this? Let's just make our own yeah we're, we're we're white labeling for somebody else exactly and i mean it was stuff that was getting played in nhl you know winning stanley cups as well so it's high quality stuff like who are you uh, making it for like what company uh, back then do you even remember i think lots say uh, easton Jofa? no i think it was oh. combat and reebok maybe i think we're the two i, I know one oh. of those is correct one of them might not be correct um that's cool I'm not a big hockey guy, so uh, I grew up in Texas. We don't we don't do hockey in West Texas. So, <laughs> we have our hockey division, which is great. You have your North Stars. 
Come on. That, that's right. That's right. That, that's five hours away. That's as close as it gets. <laughs> To, to yeah, because you're from Austin, right? So that's yeah, like, that's a, that's yeah, a, so I, I grew it's up, a long uh, drive. Yeah, I grew up Dallas? in Dallas, even, which is oh, Lubbock. That's yeah, that's like far. middle of nowhere. Yeah, um, but our hockey division is great. That's where we're almost like, I guess, a Tideless, a Taylor made a Callaway, a Ping. We're you know, an OEM in a sense. We make sticks, gear, uh, you know, padding, uh, skates, all the above there for hockey and then our lacrosse division as well, which is a few years old. Um, once again, being Texas, I don't do lacrosse that much, but our lacrosse division's really grown over the past year and a half specifically. Uh, and so that, that's been a fun one to watch grow. And just those younger brands watch develop, uh, has been really, really cool. To see I didn't the know that. And gloves. Yeah. Holy crap. I know we got a little bit of it all there. So we do it all in hockey for sure. So like my kids play lacrosse. Like lacrosse is getting big, um, at least in the, at least in Arizona. I know it is getting the West yeah. Coast. I know it's like an Eastern kind of sport, I guess. But like I didn't realize how big it really was getting out here, and in, especially in California too. So my kids started like a year ago, and like mm-hmm. dude, that's a legit sport. That sport's hard. And like yeah. what I like about it is they are running the entire time, which is great. So. That is true. So a lot of a lot of cardiovascular exercise there. Dude, my kids are so drenched in sweat. Like, the top of their hair is wet. Like, the tip top of their head. Like, you know they're sweating when that happens, right? That's like, impressive, too. That's a dry heat. Yeah. Like, it's not like a yeah. humid day. It's like nighttime. It's like 70 degrees yeah. out, right? And they're, dry, like, and they're like full of energy. And, like, they go to bed right away at night. I'm like, oh, this is the best sport in the whole wide world. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think lacrosse is a cool sport. So, like, where did you, where did you guys – what sport did you guys start in? Uh, golf. So we've been making golf shafts since 1902. For reals? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's in true temper sports. I guess we were used to be American Fork and Hoe a uh, long, that's long cool. time ago before anyone knows. And uh, So it was 1902, and then, um, you know, when Hickory was still going on, we this was all our, our steel manufacturing at the time. We we got to the golf. Uh, the golf. Where were they based at back shaft. then? Uh, Geneva, Ohio. Oh wow, yeah, and so so true. Uh, temper has been around for a long time. We like, we have been so a lot longer than people realize. Um, uh, I think the first steel chef we made was like nineteen like thirty, nineteen twenty seven around there, late twenties, early thirties. Uh, so that's kind of when that transition from hickory to steel really started happening. Happening, um, and then. 1964, we moved the plant down to Amory, Mississippi, where it's located still to this day. Uh, so we make. Oh, and that's for the, and that's for all the metal for all the steel shafted clubs or steel yep. shafted shafts. Yeah, steel, so steel shafted shafts. Nice. They all come from Amory, Mississippi, uh, still 100% owned, which is really cool. So that was like your bread and butter initially, yeah. I would say. Like, was steel shafts right? Uh, oh yeah. Because, because like, listen, like, what I think is so cool about this company, right? It's like True Temper. Like you guys have dynamic gold, right? Which is like mm-hmm. literally the gold standard. And then you have like AMT is your shaft, right? Elevates your shaft. Like, and those are all mm-hmm. steel shafts and it's a lot. Right. And then you have the Aerotech line, yep. which that's for yep. hybrids, right? Uh, yeah. So Aerotech's all graphite. Uh, so yeah, it's graphite. like steel fiber uh, technology around it. So that's really cool stuff we have. And then Project X and Acura. I mean, we got a lot going on, like I said. <laughs> So, 
before we get into the whole company, so like, I want to know more about you first, right? So, you, where'd you grow up at? Texas? Right? I grew up in Lubbock, Texas, yeah. Um, what did your parents do in Texas? Like, was your, like what's in Lubbock? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, so in Texas Tech, in the middle of the state. University. So, I was born in That's Austin, cool. uh, moved to Lubbock when I was, I guess, like a year or, or whatever. So, I grew up there until high school. My dad worked for Texas Tech uh, cool. University. Uh, he was the chief information officer, chief technology officer, I think. Oh, wow. Or information officer, something like that, for the Health Sciences Center at mm-hmm. Texas Tech. Uh, mom is an occupational therapist. Uh, graduated high school. They always wanted to get back to Austin. They luckily let me finish out high school, though, yeah. where I kind of you know, had all my friends. We had a, a solid base there. Um, and I ended up going to college at the University of Texas uh, as well, which is in Austin. So it just kind of worked out that way. Uh, so folks still live in Austin. Uh, I went to Texas. Now, are you you're not you're not a golf pro though, right? Like you didn't. Correct. Like, did you play golf in high school, like on a team, or were you just like normal, like everybody else who played their dad? Uh, yeah, I played my dad. I played baseball growing up. That was your uh, sport. So that was my that was my sport. Uh, I played baseball all through high school. My dad played golf at college in Baylor. Um, oh wow! So he played. So I always played growing up. It was always really kind of close. Yeah, it was just something you did with your dad, but it wasn't like, oh, I was training every day to be a golfer. Oh, yeah. You know? no. That wasn't me. You can yeah, tell about no. my score. <laughs> no, yeah, not not at all for me either. And so it's just something we enjoyed doing and then really got into it, especially uh, in, in college with buddies and uh, with my folks living on a golf course in Austin, getting to play with them more and more and got into the equipment side with, funny enough, kind of Rick Shields and, and Peter Finch videos back in the day. Uh, which obviously now they're humongous, but at the Crushing time, I mean, they had 20,000 subscribers when I was watching it. Yeah, Rick Jones hit like 2.2 million. Like, yeah. he's the biggest YouTuber. So I oh. remember, yeah, sitting there, whatever it was, sophomore year of college, just like watching these videos, and I remember like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, this is so cool. He's hitting the new SLDR. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, and we had Golfsmith 10 minutes away from us, rest in peace. Oh, that's right. But, yeah, so the equipment thing, I just, kind of was yeah got into it all at the right time and luckily so did you like geek out on the equipment you're like oh this is oh, cool yeah. Oh, like yeah. that's I, what you I, yeah gearing up for sure so you went to college and you just play like golf with your friends and like whatever like how good are you like 80s 70s what do you shoot uh so i'm a four is my Holy crap I dude you're good five. it's one of those no wonder you want me to come play it. golf with you you're gonna kick my ass like it's no, not even, I don't, it's not even I don't be a contest a i don't I don't play a lot, actually. I think last year I played like 22 rounds. Uh, That's what people think, right? They're like, oh, you're in the golf. You do golf stuff. You play, play golf all the time. Like, no, man. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like, there's a, I don't know. I wish I did. Not, I mean, I'm super inconsistent. I can go shoot 75 or 85 and not really be surprised by either. Um, just luckily, like I said, with my, my dad playing at a pretty solid base and uh, between him and my mom, fairly, uh, athletic i guess which helps uh, as well and the hand eye from baseball and that motion of swinging i still kind of fight the the baseball swing a little bit every now and then but uh it was a it did was you a ever did point. your coaches ever tell you when you were a kid playing baseball or to your dad like oh you shouldn't be playing golf because it messes up his baseball swing because my nah. my kids coach today all the time to my son like oh you shouldn't be playing golf it's, it's they literally say that to us all the time i'm like yeah. really dude no it doesn't he's nine like yeah and i played like, come growing on. up i mean i played like 10 times a year maybe so oh yeah it wasn't gonna mess up my i played like twilight rate you know it was like 
I mean, yeah. Twilight Raven was like five dollars, right? And, but it was like 115 degrees out in the shade. But it was like I don't care. I paid five bucks. You know, I mean, yeah. whatever. It's like something to do for, for four hours with your friends. Yeah. Um, and I got more into it kind of late middle school, early high school, uh, early middle school, I guess, uh, with buddies because then they played in high school, uh, and I was kind of more focused on baseball then for sure. But it was just something. Did you play baseball in high school in college or no? I, I didn't. So. Uh, I did you get hurt? Pro- or did you burn probably out? could have uh, burned out. Yeah, I played my whole life. I probably so burned out. It's not. But it, it, I when it's being fun, it doesn't matter. And the five a.m. workouts is not my thing. And I knew that going into it. And I wasn't even going to act like it was going to work for me. I like my sleep, and I'm not waking up at five a.m. five times a week to work out. So uh, I, I got into the school I'd always wanted to go to. Um, and just enjoyed it from there. So what did you major in? So I majored in sport management uh, with a business uh, minor as well. So um, I so always then, knew sporting, you know, the sports industry is where I wanted to end up. I didn't exactly know the route I was going to take for that. Uh, but I, I kind of trusted myself, I guess, in the sense that it's not really a field that it's not, say, you know, like accounting or finance, you know, where you have, uh, a job like right out of college that's going to you know pay well and you have a good career lined up basically for you. Uh, Things I, have I changed, dude. Yeah. yeah, like you know what it is. Like I don't know. Like I'm a little older than you, obviously, but like people think like, oh, you know, you got to have a traditional career path, right? Whatever that is, and it's like that's not even true anymore. So it's like yeah. you know, I went to law school. I went to how many years of school I go to law? Twelve. I've done nineteen years of freaking school, dude, and like my like parents would tell me like oh my son wants to be a youtuber and i and like oh, his dad was telling me the other day about this and i was he's like i told him not to i think it's stupid and i was like why would you tell him that like i know youtubers that make way more money than you do man like yeah go for it like the thing, go it. for it's it fun. like it's, you're gonna learn about business they're gonna learn about all kinds of cool stuff technology being creative, to, too. Like, being creative. like why would you yeah. not that's like a i mean especially at that age like if they're enjoying that as a hobby i mean it teaches you, yeah, creativity, you know. It gives them it's, confidence, right? Like, yeah. to, I mean, it's ballsy free. to do I mean, that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, my, the other day, my kids said to me the other day, well, like, not the other day, like, two months ago, they're like, Dad, will you help us make a YouTube channel? And I was like, sure, you know, like, yeah. I have the team. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. So then I, like, surprised them, and, like, they didn't know I was doing all this stuff. So, like, I went and, like, created a whole channel for them. I got, like, graphics made for them. Like, the all the shit so it looks like all legit right and then I'm like, we, we, they're like they're really into Pokemon cards right now like that's what they're totally yeah. into right now so like we have a whole Pokemon channel now just my kids like we have like no subscribers but they have so much fun with it and I record yeah, it and, and that's all like, that matters and I'm like and like they're, but when like watching them being confident like it's cool man because like I wasn't that confident when I was 12 like yeah. and it's like I don't know I just think oh, especially really cool. 12 that's like the middle school years yeah no chance dude that's like the worst years of your life like yeah I think I don't know. I think that's, that's when kids were cool in elementary school, and they become jerks in junior high, and then they like become somewhat cool back again in high school, right? Yeah, so that's like, where everything I, changes for sure. So yeah. I don't know. I think like that's like me too. Like I did traditional stuff, and like looking back, you know, yeah, it's great that I did it, you know. But it's like now at this time, it's like kind of knowing not go. 
you don't have to go a traditional path, right? Like, oh, I want to become a finance major. Because I know many people I know who went to finance. Like, I know tons of people had finance degrees. Yeah. Did they ever practice finance? No, not in a million freaking years. They went to sales, you know? Like, yeah. you know, they make more yeah. money in sales than they do in finance. So I know. It's funny. I took the, I was going to go to law school. So I'd study for the LSAT for like, whatever, five, six months. The day before. The worst. My, the day before my exam, like I'm doing some last seconds, like nine o'clock. I'm trying to get to bed early, like some last second prep work. Uh, and the way our, we had a, we had a house, just six person house, my senior year of college. And the way it worked was the bathroom, my door, whatever, kind of shared the door of the bathroom, unfortunately. And so my buddy was coming in to get ready for bed. And I turned to him like right before, night before my LSAT. I said, yeah, Zephyr, I'm not going to, I'm not going to law school. And I just, I decided then and there, I just, I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I didn't want to do it. Uh, I still took the test the next day, did just fine and didn't apply anywhere and never thought. Do you hear my LSAT story? You hear my mm-hmm. LSAT story? So like, you a law school story. So like, I used to be a pilot and then like, I stopped being a pilot because it was, I got burned out essentially and like it was post 9-11 and all this stuff. So I decided to go to law school and like my wife was pregnant and she was like, eight months pregnant i think yeah like eight seven months pregnant and so so was, <clears throat> i i'm mowing the lawn one day and i'm like i'm gonna go be a lawyer i don't even know why it came in my mind but it did right so i come in the house I'm, like, I'm gonna go be a lawyer she's like all right go for it so i had to go figure out what to do so i went did like the lsat course right like you take mm-hmm. a course you know what that's like whatever yeah. spent a thousand dollars on that right and all the books and like you know, it's, it's all bullshit, right? Let me just tell you that right at the top. It's just a bunch of bullshit doesn't mean anything in life. And so, like, you're going through all these t- pre-tests, like, how smart are you really in, you know, vocabulary? Like, stuff doesn't even matter, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess it does, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's the dumbest test. So then, yeah. it's like, why is there math equations on here? Like, when did you as a lawyer do math? Like, I never did. In my eight years of practice, I did, I did math on a calculator. And if I couldn't do that... I would give it to a CPA. I'd be like, I'm not doing this, right? Like, yeah. so the deal was though, like if I failed the LSAT or did bad, then I wasn't going to go to law school. Well, then I, getting, I took the LSAT the day before my son was born, right? So I took the LSAT on a Saturday. My, son, my first son was born on a Sunday, right? And I didn't even know if I passed or not. I was just glad to be done with it and I was going to be a dad, right? So like, and then, you know, you find out like five, six months later or whatever, when you get your score and whatever your score is, like you need to be like above a 150 essentially mm-hmm. to, go, to get to law school or you're not going to good law school. And yeah. then like, you know, I did. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to be a lawyer now. And that's kind of like my health test story. I mean, there's a lot of studying. You, you didn't miss out on anything, let me tell you. You know what guys I've talked to in the last like probably month that said, oh yeah, I, like I had a guy... I actually had the guy who started Birdie Ball, right? The yeah. founder and CEO of Birdie Ball on my show. And he's so damn funny. He emails me and he goes, I don't know. Somehow he knew I was a lawyer. I was a lawyer. And he goes, he's like, oh, you and I have something both in common. We both did two. We, did, we both did, were in law school for at least two months. So he quit law school two months into it because he's like, this is stupid. I'm not doing this anymore. Right? Like, yeah. And so it's like find the right reasons why you do something is, I guess, important right? Yeah. in life. Yeah. So you... Decided to take the LSAT, and then what did you do? Uh, so after that, I obviously, like I said, in the morning before, the night before, decided I'm not going to go to law school, so I didn't apply anywhere. Yeah. Well, with my... So your parents? Oh, yeah. And they were like, okay. You know, after the LSAT, you're like, oh, if I really want to do this. Yeah. They're like, all right, that's you know, really what you want to do type thing. They're yeah, supportive about the whole thing. and Yeah. Um, with my degree plan, needed an internship to graduate, and... 
you know, being the gear nerd I was, is, you know, well, what do I want to do? So I really kind of thought about it for the next few weeks and like, well, I want to work in the golf industry somehow. I didn't in any way, shape or form, didn't know anyone that worked in it really. And I uh, didn't know really what it meant to work in the golf industry to that extent, but I was like, okay, well, I want to do this. So I started, you know, trying to look up, you know, uh, internships available for, you Did know, senior people that, at the time I, I was. So this was like yeah. last semester, everything. Uh, really uh, down to the wire here, <laughs> needing to make it happen. Like, I need to find a job because I'm graduating <laughs> in May and I'm going to move back in with my parents and I'm going to be yeah. that guy who doesn't have a job. So I'm, I'm, I'm figuring it out, looking it up. And, uh, you know, I, something that kind of dawned on me was something one of my marketing professors had, had said and an example he'd given, which was, you know, uh, obviously you're always marketing yourself. And, an example he gave was a, a former student who had come to him for advice on a, he wanted to work for Nike. Uh, and he told him, he's like, well, just, you know, reach out to them about yourself. I don't care if there's a posting or anything, just reach out about yourself, you know, about who you are, you know, kind of what you stand for, uh, your background and, you know, just how bad you want, you want the opportunity to, to, to work for them in, in, in an internship, in an internship perspective. Um, and whether or not this story was made up or not, I don't know. But the story goes that he reaches out to them, gets the internship, so moves to uh, wherever it is, is it Beaverton? Oregon. Uh, Oregon, yeah. Uh, and has an internship, then gets hired on after. And so I'm thinking about this too and thinking about how it could apply to me for the golf industry. And so I reached out to True Temper on their contact form on their website, actually, because they had nothing cool. posted. Couldn't really find a lot of things posted in the golf industry for an internship for. Why did you choose True Temper? Uh, funny enough, there's a million golf brands, so I want to know why. Yeah, well, so I I could find some stuff for like TaylorMade, Callaway, Tideless, Ping, some companies like that had at least one posting. Yeah, job board, but something you're not qualified for. It's like some kind of engineer. No, it was was like nothing I really wanted to do type thing, and so um, maybe not going with an OEM. I was like, maybe I can at least get a response. You know, get. What year was uh, this? A, a communication started 2017. And so uh, I, I reach out and I get a email back actually probably a week later um, from the senior VP marketing at the time saying, hey, you know, we'd like to set up a, an interview for you. Uh, we liked your, I guess, you know, what you had to say. Balls. Uh, right. Just, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like for reals, that's, no, that's, and, that's true. Like, and so, you, you put yourself out there for a job that doesn't even exist. Yeah, and so uh, I had the interview, got brought on for the summer, and got hired on after that. Uh, and it's funny, I still have the my first boss who retired that um, that Christmas that I got hired on. She printed off for me my contact form uh, email. That's cool. Which is like two That's or three classy. paragraphs. Yeah, two or three paragraphs long, and so it's still uh, at my desk today. But yeah, pretty unique story. Got super lucky and fortunate, and. Uh, you never know, right? Like you never know when you fill out that contact form. Like sometimes you think that it's going to go in some void, right? Like, yeah. And then you don't know if like a company really is going to do anything like that. Like when I was in college, like I went to college at Purdue, right? And so I wanted to move back to Arizona and, but it was like, and I was in aviation. So like, I, but I knew if I want to be a pilot, like I need to have a job, right? To afford to go to flight school. So I was like, I'm going to work at Boeing and like, I knew nobody. There's a Bo- Boeing was here, right? They make Apache helicopters here. And so like I did the same freaking thing, dude. Like 
I like met a lady at a conference who worked at Boeing and we became friends. She wasn't even in Arizona. She was in St. Louis. And so like, I just told her I was interested in what I wanted to do. And she was really nice. She's like, well, I have a name of some guy in Boeing in, in Arizona. I'm like, okay, cool. So for a freaking year, dude, I was like emailing this guy, talking to him like once a month, just tell him I'm interested. Like, I didn't know who this guy even was, right? Like, oh, any kind of help you give me, whatever, be cool. Dude, yeah. finds out he was the vice president of the company. I didn't even know that, right? And so like, all of a sudden, I get a call one day from Boeing, and they're like, uh, so-and-so recommended you for an internship. They even had an internship program. And so they're like, we wanted to have you come in for an internship. And so I guess that was like the first intern they had in like 15 years, right? It was me and two other dudes. Um, and only because this guy like knew I was really interested, right? And I wanted to work there. And they're at, and, I got, and when they interviewed me, it wasn't like they're interviewing me for like a job. They're like, oh, it was two different departments. And they're like, oh, which one sounds cooler to you to be in? Like literally is what happened. And I was yeah. like, I don't care. I'm just happy to be there. I mean, how much did I make an hour? I made 20 bucks an hour, which is a lot of money back then. You know, yeah. it's like. You probably weren't born yet, dude. No, you probably were, but you're probably like a baby. So it was like, and I was like, oh, I, I was the richest person in the world, 20 bucks an hour. Like, I think minimum wage is like six at the time, you know, yeah. or five. So I was like, oh, hell yeah. But the same thing, though. You put that out there, like, you don't know. I bet yeah. so many cool people at brands by like, like filling out a contact form on brands I liked and I respected. I was like, hey, I'd just like to talk to you guys about working together potentially. Like, that like finds out it's like, I've made some really good friends that way that like, were you know the vp of communications or not communications or something i don't know that's yeah. that's a cool story dude yeah so then did you have to move to memphis then or what yeah so two and a half weeks after graduation moved to memphis which is where the headquarters is and uh, that's an adjustment five years. yeah austin memphis but uh it was good to me and uh five years later moved out to san diego so what are you what what are you what is your role i guess true yeah so i'm ma- manager you guys change your name i don't know i don't want to get it wrong i know i know i know so true, true temper yeah, true, sports. Uh, true temper sports okay. uh so i'm manager of product marketing so i do all the product marketing for us uh for all the lines uh yeah. golf for golf okay yeah so just for golf i only really work in the golf division um, and then our developmental tours, so anything that's not Corn Ferry, PGA, so college and younger, oh, that's cool. uh, I, I had as well. So, uh, so all, so who, is there somebody else that has to manage tour players, or the tour relationships, I guess? You yeah. Say? So we have a Corn Ferry rep and then we have, uh, four or five guys on the PGA tour. Uh, Cause those guys are traveling all the time, like every weekend, right? Like they are, they're gone yeah. the season. They're gone the whole time. Yep. Because you probably have a lot of guys using your stuff, right? Yeah, so about 70% in the irons and about 80 in the wedges. It's like 77 in the wedges. It's insane, dude. Like, you have the the market share of professional players using your stuff for a reason, right? Yeah, we're super fortunate from that that standpoint, especially, you know, from the fact that being a shaft manufacturer as opposed to a bigger OEM, like, once again, one of the club, uh, club manufacturers, we don't pay any of the players to play our stuff, so... Uh, I learned that last week from Fujikura, yeah. and I didn't know that. Like, I didn't yeah. know. Like, like they don't sign shaft deals, right? Like, they, yeah. it's just like an OEM, like a Titleist or whatever. But the shaft, that's why I like shafts and respect them so much. The companies because it's like, you, you're not. It's, it's different. It's harder for you. Get. Yeah. No. And they use you for a reason. It's for performance, not because they're getting paid ten million dollars to use it. It's because they want to win. Like Mm -hmm. that's what you want, right? I mean, that's it. 
I mean, wouldn't it be, I think it's harder for ball companies because like, oh, which ball company? It's it's going to be the same OEM that makes your damn clubs. So it's yeah, you know, often than not. Seventy percent. That's insane. Yeah. So. Okay, when it comes to iron shafts, right? Like the true temper, like the dynamic goal is that like your big, their biggest one. Oh yeah, say it probably is right. So I think on tour, dynamic goal. Let's see, normal fields is like 154 players. Dynamic gold and Project X alone make up 50, low 50 percent of our 70 percent. Uh, so I think it's like 55 percent between those two. Um, and to put that in perspective on the tour, I don't, uh, so dynamic goal averages, whatever it is, like 35 to 40% uh, of players in play in their irons project. That's like, like one of, one of two essentially like yeah. is using your, pro- your, your shaft project by X choice, like by choice. That's the key 20. word. I know. Like, and then it's, uh, it's insane. Like even for us internally, I think we get numb to it sometimes. And then outside of those two models, no other model on tour even averages 10%. I think our next, the next highest from anyone is like us with AMT, uh, or excuse me, even averages 10 shafts, not even percent, uh, from a specific model. I think our next highest is AMT, which usually gets like seven or eight in play a week and LZ, AMT and LZ get like seven and eight. But uh, yeah, so it's crazy from PGA. It's over. I mean, I just love it. I think it's like the coolest thing in the world. Honestly, I just do because I just think like it's an uphill battle for a shaft company, right? Because you're just you're, you're no different than the guy who's selling t-shirts, right? Like you want to wear my shirt, cool, but like that's my choice. Oh, wait, your title is brand. Sorry, no. It's like oh, you're using our shaft because you like our shaft. Number one, you probably use our shaft your entire life, right? Or one of our shafts, so you already know it's safe. You know it's going to help you win games. And you're choosing it over somebody else because you have a choice in who you want to use, not who's paying money to you. Because at the end of the day, you want to win, right? That's yeah. all it comes down to, right? So it's, it's more of a performance question, not like, oh, does this shaft look cool on my golf club when I swing it, right, yeah. or something? Which is usually how I pick for me. That's why I, like I pick. I mean, shit. It, this looks sick. I paint my well, dynamic gold black. black. I paint. I straight paint it. I yeah. No. Uh, we can just get you some powder coat ones. That'd be just as easy. Oh, that'd be cool. What if I did yeah. like Rhino Guard on it? That'd be pretty redneck. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. That would never break. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be super yeah. heavy. Yeah. Um, so, is there different types of dynamic gold, though? I thought there, there were different, different weights. Oh, that's right. But so I thought, like, have, maybe I'm thinking something else. We have a mid also now on tour. Uh, so we have like dynamic gold, dynamic gold like seven. It's a little heavier, a little stiffer. Dynamic gold 120, 105, 95, and then dynamic gold mid on tour right now as well. But uh, what is what is the elevate? So our elevate line started probably about three years ago, three and a half years ago. Um, so we had two. We had elevate 95, elevate tour. So 95 obviously just being that 95 gram, that lighter weight, softer, higher launching steel shaft. And the tour part really trying to give us a uh, kind of 120 gram. So usually if you see 120 to 130, that's more of a, a tour weight. Um, to give us kind of a tour weighted shaft that was still relatively tip soft, to help get that ball in the air and spin a little more for a player. Um, so our elevate line usually uh, is going to be lighter weight relatively to say dynamic gold at 130 grams. Um, and it's always going to be just on that softer side to really try to help get that ball in the air a little more. So it's great for recreational golfers. Which one? Elevate? Elevate. 
So it fits a lot of recreational golfers. But then what about AMT? What's the, what's that's like, I'm trying to understand yeah. differences. Like what kind of, yeah. I guess I'm trying to educate, right? Like, okay, what shaft is the right kind of shaft for what kind of person? Does that make sense? Yeah. So AMT, we have three, we have AMT red, which is going to be a lightweight one, AMT black, which is mid to lightweight and AMT tour white. So what AMT stands for is ascending mass technology. And what that means is as those irons get longer, so you go from say like, say you start your nine iron, once you move to your eight iron, that's gonna be three grams lighter than the nine iron. Then that seven iron is gonna be three grams lighter than the eight iron. That six iron is gonna get lighter, so it progressively gets lighter throughout the set. With the idea being, you know, if you have a player who really hits their uh, shorter, their scoring clubs, you're gonna want more weight there usually for control and accuracy. And if you have a player that hits those well, but sometimes struggles with their longer irons, Usually looking at that AMT set where it gets a little lighter there can help them get that ball in the air a little easier. Help them swing a little quicker, get a little more distance with those. So who's that made for? Is that more like a better recreational player slash tour player? Uh, For AMT white, for sure. Because that one is essentially a dynamic gold in the nine iron pitching wedge. So that one starts at 130 grams there and then gets lighter throughout the set. Um, And then AMT black goes from 95 and like a four iron to 115. And sand wedge and then AMT red is 95 and uh four iron and goes up to like 106 ish um and their wedge so AMT red does so with the project x because this is what i think mm-hmm. i love these things man they're freaking so cool like the smoke like that's a i mean just a cool like tell it tell like what's the story with project x when it came to like Initially, you did the iron shafts, right? And then you started moving into the driver shaft? Yeah, so we, uh, we acquired Royal Precision, uh, who owned Rifle Project X, all that, in the early 2000s. Um, and so Project X, the steel shaft, just Project X, has been around for about 20 years now. Yeah, for a long um, time, right? Yeah, so really unique design there. Uh, so it's stepless shafts, which one looks really cool um, and just performs well for certain players as well. And then our, our graphite side, we um, had brought Project X into the graphite realm in kind of the late 2000s, early 2010s. Um, and, you know, it was doing okay. It was hit or miss. Uh, really not until our, our hazardous line uh, came out is when Project X graphite kind of exploded for, for us from a wood shaft perspective. And that what was, was the first Project S? Was it black? Yeah, so we had Project X uh, Black and Project X Blue. Um, and then we had like a PXV 52. We had a few other models. Smoke, one, smoke, super popular. Yeah, I mean, Smoke does great for us. So we got our Hazardous line, which in Gen 2 was Hazardous Smoke, and in Gen 3, Hazardous Smoke RDX. Um, and we're hoping to have a, a Gen 4 potentially uh, by the end of the year start to, to blossom a little bit. I just think they look... Normally they're amazing shafts, but I think they look so cool. Like, just they just look badass. That's what I can describe yeah. it. You know, like whoever came up with the design, you know, whatever that is. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just think they're, I think they're phenomenal. Yeah, um, I mean the, the branding behind it, everything. You got the hazardous diamond there that holds the specs. It uh, that our, that's our flagship line for sure for Project X graphite. So when did when did when did the when did the graphite shafts come out then? Seven, 15, you said? 17? Yeah, I think the original, so the Project X Hazardous line, so Hazardous, the original. Yeah, Hazardous. Line, started yeah. in 2015. 
Yeah, like, I mean, they all look cool. There's not one that doesn't look cool. So then, with the... No, what just came out, though? Wasn't green and red just came out? Yep, so we just had RDX Red and RDX Green come out uh, for us. So we completed our, our RDX line of Hazardous, so that's kind of Gen 3 for us. We have four products. What does RDX stand for? Uh, I think it was short for, like, Redux, so, like, uh, more than anything. So just obviously just a, kind of a newer generation. Um, oh, so there's, cool. like, so if I look back at the history, right? Like, exactly. so then, like, there's just a plain old hazardous, right? Nothing okay. plain, but like there's hazardous yeah, yellow, green, blue, whatever, yeah. right? And yeah. then Gen two would be the smoke, the smoke series, yeah. right? And then Gen three is the RDX series. Mm-hmm. And all you're really doing is slightly tweaking the design, right? I mean, Correct. it doesn't matter yeah. what shaft you have; they're all great shafts. It just it's just different developments Correct. that you're adding features, I guess, to the shaft, right? Correct. Whether it's newer materials. Uh, whether it's new, newer technologies, uh, but most of the structures, like say original black and smoke black and RDX black, those are going to be minor tweaks along the way uh, from PGA Tour feedback, from you know our, our OEM partners, from uh, club fitters on you know kind of some of the softer flexes that don't necessarily get play on the PGA Tour, so we don't get feedback from like a five five so regular flex. Uh, so we take all that into consideration to to really try to make that best possible shaft as the game evolves. So there might be a new generation coming out at some point soon. Not soon. Uh, like yeah. Gen 4, uh, technically. Yeah, so Gen 4 at some Probably point down the now, road. I'm assuming, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, Smoke just came out. Smoke green and red. Oh, yeah. RDX just came out like at Christmas time, right? Or like November? Yep, so Wasn't we had that? Smoke green and red around November. Just smart. And then we had timing. Smoke smoke black yeah i mean it just ended up per- perfect that way <laughs> i know when you told me that in november i, I, I was like I i'm like for the holidays like what the hell yeah as, as the marketing guy i'll take yeah yeah that was the plan all along it just happened to be that way but uh yeah because we had original black come out the previous october um and then blue was around uh this time uh last year a little before as around january oh really last year, pga show so um, the land, the, that RDX line's really uh, expanded and grown, but when you look back at it from now with the original RDX Black, it's uh, but look how far yeah, it's come in like seven yeah. years. Like it, it feels like it's a mainstay already. You know what I mean? Like you look at like it's like a Mitsubishi Tensi. It's like oh yeah, you know, like it's almost yeah. like you know it's a well-established shaft, right? That's yeah. like it's not like a fly-by-night shaft. You know what I mean? Where it's like oh yeah, somebody came up with a new shaft. Oh yeah, I've never heard of it. Oh, it's a good shaft. Yeah, but I've never heard of it. You know. Uh, yeah. No, that's our, our that's our flagship product. That's our flagship brand for sure on that side. I mean, if you see that hazardous branding going forward, for you us, know you right know away. You can see a million about, miles away on that shaft, yeah. man. The way it stands out, like the yellow on the black, or the white on the black, or the green on the black, like it just yeah. stands out so well. Like it's so clear. There's not a bunch of bullshit, you know, like making it look all pretty and crazy. It's like it just stands out. But if you guys are something cool in the graphics, you'll put it like on the inside the hazardous, you know, like where it stands. Yeah. It's just brilliant. Like whoever that was is brilliant. Great it's marketing. A, it's, it's clean all around. It's super it's clean, like, and it looks like I don't know. It looks freaking cool, and it's a yeah. fan, it's a phenomenal shaft. Um, so then you guys bought Acra, right? Mm-hmm. Like what year was that? That was like 18, 19, 19, probably. I right? I had uh, to be. Yeah. I'm trying to remember when I did the 
press release for that. <laughs> 19 of, uh, it was like July. So July 2019 around there. So then what, what, why did you want to buy Acura? So we'd you always know. had a great relationship with Acura. Yeah, that's what I heard. Like, they always talk great about. Like, I remember because I used to work with Acura too, and you guys were like buddies. And you guys did. You guys like did stuff together already, right? Yeah, kind of so a thing. Like, it wasn't out. like they yeah. were a distributor basically. So PGMC, the Acura and Kingston, they had this great shipping warehouse. And so for our aftermarket dealers, um, so what I mean by aftermarket is anyone that's basically not you know a big OEM. OEM or yeah. Or, so if you're going yeah. to a shop or something, or, or, you're, or going to get or, fit, or yeah, or yeah. going to get fit, um, that buy shafts individually, they would ship them all out for us, and they've done that for you know a handful of years at this point. So we were really close with them, uh, and so that was really it. Just made this sense is pre-COVID. Bring, yeah, like so this wasn't like a COVID decision. This was like a year before Correct. COVID. Yeah. And so it just made sense to bring them on board since we were already so tight knit. Um, and you got and, a bigger name, bigger market share, bigger, yeah, yeah, more bigger R and D budget and and all that. So it was really no, more I mean, I think it's cool. bringing them on as opposed to that's when you yeah, it was like a buyout. Like, like oh, we, yeah, yeah, it, it was, was like hey, this would be cool. You guys should come. We should let us buy you, but tech, you know, like you guys make good stuff. Let's do stuff together, kind of thing. Yeah, Not so like, that's, yeah. So use our resources and, uh, you know, help each other here. So it was, it made perfect sense. So where is the R and D done for you guys then? Is it uh, so all our graphite R and D is done here in San Diego. So we have, uh, what, like literally 15 feet away from me, uh, Amory, Mississippi. So that in, that in Memphis. So they're about well, Aerotech, two hours away. Where's Aerotech, where's Aerotech done at? So Aerotech, uh, for all the graphite parts we'll do here. So oh, then okay. to get them wrapped in the steel fiber technology, uh, that we have to source so cool. um, elsewhere. So that one, just the R&D process for that takes a little longer to get that then steel fiber wrapping done. Uh, but any graphite structures get done here. Yeah. So with the Acra line, it's like they make really great shafts, but it was more for like dealer, high-end, custom-fitting, yeah, like, so it's always, a niche market, I guess you could say. They're always fitting concepts. So we, with the Acra stuff, you know, we don't have to hit a specific meat of the bell curve. We can kind of pick a, a player profile or, or a, a fitting concept or idea we really want to elaborate on. That's harder to tell in a mass market, but to yeah. club fitters and, uh, you know, to the people that are knowledgeable about shafts in general and that are fitting these people, they know how to use that properly. They know how to use the technology to, to, exactly. to get them and the so right that's where product. That brand really just blossoms and is for the past, I mean, for 15, 20 years, it's been, I mean, their relationships to, uh, with the Acra brand specifically in Club Fitters is, uh, it's, it's been huge for us. And yeah, bringing those. It's a different market, I guess, right? It's, it is. It, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we I, mean I, I was used, I was hitting like I got the TZ five, TZ six mm-hmm. shafts like when they first came out, and that's I mean, still. I think I'm not using them right now. I took them out because I'm using something. I don't know what I'm using now. Actually, I'm getting refitted right now, so I don't know. What, I don't even have my clubs. I don't pick them up till tomorrow, so I, I can't remember what we, what we chose. Um, but because I should say like, oh yeah, we we took True Temper. Um, um, I oh, think I did True Temper bag. Took the whole bag. It's like, but I bought it. I didn't get it for free. Um, I honestly don't remember because I had my clubs in like two weeks, so I don't remember what I chose. Yeah. Um, 
it's what happens too is you kind of choose something and then the fitting guy like says well actually this is what you should use based on your profile and then they like put you into something you know whatever that is um but is acra making so like the last was the last stuff that they made for acra was that the tz5 and tz6 or did they is there something new that's come out since then yeah so we just had the new tz5 and six uh they're rolling out right now so they're getting the dealers so there's a new tg5 and six uh oh there is kind of a chrome version um like the txg boys did a video on it that posted this week that came out really good with gavin uh robertson um and it's yeah so similar kind of ideology so once again not trying to reinvent the wheel they're about 10 percent lighter so they could really hit those true like 50 60 70 80 gram weights that are on the shaft um, and just some new materials and uh, a few new technology bits kind of hidden. So where are, the, where are those made at? Uh, so the Acra stuff's made at our facility. Uh, so for that TZ line specifically, and certain shafts in the Acra line are made different places. Um, so some Acra product is made in uh, our China facility, which we've owned for 20 years when we bought Graphaloy. Uh, so we acquired Graphaloy in the early 2000s as well. So we've had that facility for 20 years. We own it. It's not like some other manufacturers that, you know, have to kind of rent out space in a graphite manufacturing facility overseas. Uh, yeah. So that's a big advantage for us. And then other, uh, some of, uh, other Acra products is made in, in Japan. So just kind of depending on the, the product. Oh, so. that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I guess like for this coming year, like what's, what's happening with, um, true temper. Like what are you guys going to be doing? Is there new stuff coming out? I guess like a new Acra shaft. Right. Yeah. So yeah, some new Acra stuffs come out. Obviously, we had the new TZ five and six that I mentioned. Uh, you know, last year we had the new uh, Tour Z RPG. So the new TZ RPG line from Acra two come out, uh, which kind of falls into that TZ family. Um, from the True Temper Project Tech side, a few new steel products. DG Mid has been floating around on tour for about a month and a half now. It's done really well for us trying to get some more parts through the lab to maybe hopefully bring that to, to consumers uh, this year at some point. But that's been a really cool one to see Blossom on tour. So dynamic gold mid tour issue there. Um, and then Project X, we got, a, we got a few things up our sleeves still on the steel side. Uh, one part specifically I'm excited for on the steel side this year. Um, and then some new graphite towards the end of the year for Project X as well. Um, you guys didn't know this, but Keenan's YouTube famous because <laughs> he uh, he does all the videos or he used to do all the videos for True Temper, which I think is freaking cool as hell because I know how much work it takes to do that. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, I think you should have your own channel. That'd be a cool channel. You've, you've the shafts. If you like Keenan and Shaft channel, just KP shit. I'd get some interesting robot comments just automated comments you just get some random comments of of like and run paid traffic to it so you're like i have all these people following me it's like you're running an ad um so what let me ask this this question because keenan told us before the show and i didn't realize he did all the work so like when did the youtube videos you were doing are you still doing them now for for the company yes so it's just been so we were talking about the last couple of weeks, obviously. But yeah, like, so I moved last... out here a few weeks ago. Um, travel a lot at the beginning of the year with usually the junior stuff I do with events there. And then also having to 
you know, not direct, that makes it sound weird, but shoot the videos and I'm kind of coming up with the concept as I do it and then edit it afterwards. Um, the editing process is what takes a bit of time to get it just right. So, so we're looking to bring on a video uh, editor, which we hopefully are to be able to put out more content uh, this year on that YouTube channel. But they're fun to do. I enjoy them, so. So, like, that's how do you cool. shoot those videos? Are you just standing in front of a green screen or what? Yeah, like, so in the, in the Memphis like office. It, it, yeah, in the Memphis office, we had a green screen uh, and a small... It's cool. Screen. You did a really good job, man. Like, for real, oh, like, you. that's a lot of work. And, like, you did a really good job of it. You know what I'm saying? And were you shooting that by yourself and just, like, scripting yeah, it out or what? A tripod and just kind of go with it. And then edit yeah. the crap out of it whenever you sounded yeah. dumb. I mean, yeah, like, usually I know, like, so the good thing about being the one, I guess, I'm figuring out how I'm going to say it beforehand, or, like, usually as I go, I'll be like, oh. That's hard. The That's the hardest part. part. And so I can edit it in accordance to where, uh, and you'll see as the videos have kind of progressed, they've gotten better from a quality standpoint, but also from, I like to almost finish a thought and then cut to the next one. I feel like from an engagement standpoint, it's not necessarily that I'm stopping there because I messed up. It's that I finished that thought and I, I'm trying to cut to that next segment to really I don't know, keep the engagement exciting. Because um, like you that. guys said, did you guys even have um, any content before that or not really? Uh, we did. So we had some older True Temper School videos from years ago uh, that we had done. I think there's still maybe a couple left on there just because they had a lot of views. So we kept Back them in up. the day. Yeah. Um, but once again, those were underdeveloped and just uh not not at the level that we as a company now for what we put on there would want to you know would want to post that makes sense i well i think it's cool because number one a lot of brands are not even doing like no one's doing that man to be honest and like that you guys made a conscious effort to do it and that you did it is really cool because i know how much time it takes i mean you guys have like like you are the star i mean literally Keenan is the banner holding about 400 shafts. Oh, that in his was hand. not my idea. <laughs> that was not my I idea. I love it. I think it's awesome. I, I think mean, it. I think it says new videos weekly on there, which is far from the truth. But that was the goal at one point. It's true for a little bit, but yeah. I mean, I think honestly, I think you did a really good job at it, and I think it's cool. And it's like you guys. I mean, you guys have six thousand subscribers, dude. Like that's a little less than me so i mean like and that's you guys just making videos on like different shafts you're making and like this you yeah. know whatever like i don't know there's not a lot of manufacturers making youtube videos and if they do like i mean it's the big boys and those are all just big advertisements right yeah like, no i think the whole thing about what i wanted the channel to be for us was so it was right when covid hit obviously we just stuck at home for a long time like you know a little more free time than usual for some work stuff. I really wanted to get into learning how to do more video editing and video shooting. Uh, you know, it's something I understand shafts are really confusing, uh, especially when you have four brands. It's so confusing. And so anything I could do or we could do to help simplify that for the consumer or something to look up, um, just to put that information out there, because as we mentioned earlier, we are the number one shaft in golf. We're the leader in our field. We should be the ones, you know, helping spread this knowledge to people. Uh, in, a, in a place where, where people can come to, you know, really just learn more about golf shafts in general. 
And the last thing I wanted it to become was, like you said, a walking advertisement. I didn't want it to be like, oh, hey, go buy this. I wanted to really just talk it through and, you know. Like a normal person, like explaining it. Like you could literally, no joke, bro. You could have your own YouTube channel. You could have like your Keenan does shafts. Like, no, it had to be all your shafts, obviously. You don't know about shafts. But like, honestly, like you're educating people on shafts, but if you're not doing it in a way where it's like, Oh, why the thing's so awesome? You should buy it. Look at these really cool animations. You know, blah blah blah. It's more yeah. like. And I've been a, a firm believer. Like when we did, it's funny, Paula, who we just hired, done the past couple tour reports for us. But we used to do tour reports every week, or we still do. After we went, and even some of the YouTube videos, I'm a firm believer in. Uh, you know, if something is genuine from a content standpoint, like if you see me mess up or laugh or whatever. That, oh, like when my wife opens a garage door, like during a yeah. podcast, and like something that's so earnest that's here. I think yeah. that is the best content possible. That's what keeps it away from being that that corporate push or the go buy this push. It's just, hey, I'm right here. This is me. I if I messed up saying this, oh well, you know. I get people like that. Up. You get the naysayers to be like, oh, you used that's the wrong tool to use when you did blah, 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 you know, you should have gotten a whatever to test that out. I'm like, well, I don't have $20,000. So like to go yeah. do that, like this is all average people. Like yeah, if I, I think- if I, if I compare A to B and A to B are literally the same price now it's like, and they do the same thing. It's like, okay, which one's better? Well, it depends on what features you like. I don't yeah. tell you like that's, no, I- I think for content and even like it's funny people I follow a buddy and I were talking about in the office yesterday like who's your favorite like Twitter follower for like NFL stuff or whatever and I brought up this is really a tangent but I brought up Mina Kimes like I love following Mina Kimes I think she's hilarious I think she's so sincere and genuine and for me um, when a brand or a person can come off that way the content is just so much so much better it's something I enjoy a lot more it's just relatable you don't feel like you're being sold. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, yeah, I just, I want to inform you on the product and if it works for you, that's great. If it doesn't we'll try one well, of the other. I products. mean, it's definitely working. Yeah, I so. think it is. I think what you're doing is working. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool. You are actually doing it. I think it's really cool. You're doing it almost by yourself, right? I mean, like you're recording <laughs> it, you're writing the script, right? <laughs> yeah. Then you're, you're editing it and you're uploading it. Like that's <laughs> everything, dude. So, and you guys have a lot of products. So it's not like some short little video about a lot of products. The good thing is, I guess I write all the copy for the products. So I know what I'm going to yeah, say and what true. the talking points are. So that makes it easier. You're not bullshitting people either. Like, oh, what does this thing do? Okay. What's the technical thingamabob that we're talking about right now that yeah. makes it sound so cool? Like, you just know what it does. Um, and you're just talking about it like this is what this is how we designed it this is what we're supposed to be this is how it's supposed to help you here's what you need to know about it yeah. you know it's not like you know some rocket ship you know graphic of a shaft flying or something i don't really know yeah. so i think it's cool i didn't really realize that till the day well i know i saw it yesterday i saw it like two days ago when we were emailing back and forth and then i was like is that keenan in these videos and then like i was like oh this is really cool so then I don't know. I had to give you a shout out for that. So you guys need to follow True Temper's uh, YouTube channel because Keenan's on it. Yes, please. One thing, more content is to come. We have actually a fair amount shot that we just, I've been traveling a lot, moving, and I don't, I finally talked to my 
boss out of me having to <laughs> edit everything. So, do editors are expensive. They're so expensive. Yeah, I know. I mean, you can find somebody to do it. I mean, if yeah. Keeney can do it for free, they can find somebody. That's right. That's right. But no, well, it's not no I think you're doing a good job. Grow more this year. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we should do a video together. That'd be fun. I could yeah. be like, teach me about the shaft, and then when you come up with San Diego. Yeah, I'll use, I'll, use a, I'll use some other shaft. And you're like, oh, it's a piece of crap. You should use this shaft. You should do that. That'd be freaking funny. <laughs> well, I am excited to have you on the show. I'm really finally glad. I haven't talked to Keenan in like seriously like two years. Like we email probably a couple times a year. Yeah. That. Maybe, half, maybe six times a year, sometimes a year. Yep. But like I only talk to him. So it was really cool to have him on the show today. They found time in his busy uh, schedule because he just moved from Memphis to, to San Diego, which I'm jealous about. Um, and we talked about that for like a half hour before the show today. Yeah, cool San Diego is. But he doesn't even know where to go get food at yet. So, I'm still um, figuring it all out. But you guys, honestly, True Temper makes the best stuff. I mean, honest, they make the best shafts. Um, you guys need to definitely check out Keaton's YouTube channel. Let's just call it that for right now. Is, and that's, um, but then also, you know, find, if you guys are looking for new shafts, seriously, don't look that far. Check out um, True Temper. And they make a lot of cool stuff, as you know. Like, seriously, they have like what, five or six shaft brands here. I mean, so yeah, it's like so there should be something in the line that works for you. And we try to make it that way where each product has a specific purpose. So uh, if you have, you're trying to figure that part out, I, this is not a plug for the YouTube channel. I, I try to describe those uh, well enough to where you can figure out which one will work best for you. But if not, our customer service team is always uh, always pretty responsive. What's crazy, like they have this graphic on their website and it's from like 2020, 2021 tour winning tour wins. Do they what did it say? 83% of the tournaments you guys won. Like your shafts were used to win the tournament. That's insanity. Yeah. Like no OEM cl- company can say that. Nobody. Right? I mean, yeah. not that high. So, I yeah. mean, that just tells you like the quality and that the players are, are wanting to use that product for a reason. Like there's a reason for it. It's not just hype and they're not like they're paying them $10 million a year. Right? It's like they want to win, which I think is the coolest thing. So, um, where can they, where, if, if I want to buy true temper shafts, what would I do? Like if you're a, a person out there. Yeah. So you can check out our online distributors. Uh, so, you know, if you go to Golfworks, you have other online distributors as well. That's always a good place to go. Uh, you know, if you want to go to Golf Galaxy, Sporting as those places. Um, or if you want to go get fit, you can go to our uh, dealer locator on our website, so truetempersports.com and find a true temper performance fitting center near you. Ding. Well, thank you for being on the show. Uh, thank you for all the support you guys have given us over the years. Um, and I wanted to see you this summer like we talked about and do some content. Yeah. So um, I will see everybody in the next episode. Perfect. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for listening to another episode of Behind the Golf Brand Podcast. You're going to beat me? A golf. Stay connected on and off the show by visiting golfersauthority.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a comment. Golf is always more fun when you win. Stay out of the beach and see you on the green.